1: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring.
2: Hey, okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown man, run around tight pants. Smoky Betts, this is Daniel Bard, this is Steve
0: Alge, Aaron Salzlamaki. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball, is baseball, <laughs> baseball
2: isn't boring. Welcome. So, baseball isn't boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, it's that time of year. Not only that time of year for pennant races, for excitement, for your teams, if your teams are in it, for uh, the guys who have co- already come up to help your team. I mean, look at what the Reds did early in the year and how that revitalized their whole organization and helped them make a run. But now you're heading into September and now you're getting a whole new wave of new names. You're getting guys who are called up the September call-ups, Sam Dykstra, our guy MLB Pipeline, helped help this guy through that. But he also, along the way in that podcast last week, surfaced some other names that we should know that we should be put on the radar for maybe not even this year, but for next year. Because don't we like to guess who the Rookie of the Year is, and our great friends at FanDuel will have those odds up, I'm sure, soon, the 2024 Rookie of the Year candidates and favorites. Well, one of these guys who I I think is going to be in the mix for that is, is Heston Kerstad, and he is one of the top prospects for the Orioles. New you're a top prospect for the Orioles, number one, you have crowded company because they have a lot of top prospects, but also it tells you you're one of the best in baseball. Heston was the number two overall pick in the 2020 draft. Had a little bit of a, a setback in his professional career because of myocarditis, which is the inflammation of the heart. Came back last year in June and just tore it up. Tore it up June, July, August, all the way to be winning the MVP of the Arizona Fall League. And now he's... Picked up where he left off this year and had a great year sitting at number 25 overall at MLB Pipeline really, really doing well, was in consideration, as Sam Dykster said, for a call-up to the Orioles out of A Norfolk, but instead his teammate Colton Kowser got that call-up. He already had a little bit of Major League experience, so that factored in, but let me tell you, if you want to look at potential Rookie of the Year candidates, Heston Kerstadt is on that radar. They just called up Jackson Holiday to A. That Norfolk team is loaded. Absolutely loaded, but this guy is at the top of the list when it comes to that team and that it comes to baseball. That's why we want to sit down and talk to him. That's why we want to continue the conversation and educate you with guys who are going to be on the tip of your tongue when it comes to the 2024 season. You're going to look much smarter. You're going to be educated. You're going to be informed. You're going to be enlightened. Every time we bring up one of these guys, every time one of these guys come on the podcast, you are going to be a better baseball fan. Yeah, that's what we do at Baseball Isn't Boring. And here you go. Another opportunity for that. One of the top prospects in all the game, Heston Kerstad on a Baseball Isn't Boring on the go. All right, man. It, for, well, I should have said this. I always ask this. Why isn't baseball boring? There's no wrong answers to this. Since it is baseball isn't boring, for you, why isn't baseball
0: boring? Uh, you know, I think it's such a skilled sport, and for people to be able to go and do the things they do is really intriguing and interesting. Once you know the game, like the like the science behind being able to hit a fastball, how fascinating it is that people are able to do that. It's really really makes you appreciate how good everybody is. Do you out know, here.
2: like do you, do you, I have to ask. So, like, you would say the science. When I hear science, my ears perk up. So, have you looked at like? how deep do you get into that into to that whole like okay there's watching a fastball there's hitting a fastball and then there's a science behind it uh not too much i
0: just think it's really interesting to where i i truly believe it's the hardest thing to do in sports and i think for people uh for us to be able to go out there do it and make it look easy or make it look like something that anybody could pick up a bat and do that's what that's what makes it you're a are you a
1: football guy
0: Nah. A little bit, a little bit. I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm not going to talk your head off or anything. No, no, no. So out. The only
2: reason I bring it up is because the guy who might be drafted first, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, he was on the podcast. He plays for Ohio State, and he said that hitting a home run is harder than catching a touchdown pass. So, I mean, <laughs> I, don't sure. thi- I don't think you're going to disagree with that. No, nah, right? I'm going to agree with that 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, as we sit here, you know, this is the first-round pick, you know, That's a great feeling. And then you have to go through the myocarditis stuff, and then you come out on the other side of it. And as you sit here, it just must feel good, you know to do well to be healthy to to be one step away from the major leagues i know this is a broad question but still i mean i, I want you to, sit, to i'm giving you the opportunity to reflect it sure cause, because because it's, it's it can be a whirlwind
0: right yeah no definitely had some highs and lows throughout the past couple of years and everything but you know that's all that's all part of the journey you know you we all hope and the way you think about stuff is it's always just going to be trending upwards but you know life sometimes knocks you down a little bit and makes you sit on the sideline and you know that's part of it there's always some things that you maybe need to learn or maybe it's just an experience that's going to help you build some new skills that are going to help you conquer your goals in the end so you know you just got to take everything in stride and you know no matter how good or how bad things are there's there's a lot you can be thankful for or a lot you can enjoying that moment and you know just keep on moving on and you know no matter how hard it gets or how good it gets just keep your nose down keep working and keep having fun I've talked
2: to a bunch of guys who are drafted very high Mickey maniac 2016 first pick um you know Bobby Witt Jr., court whoever it is and this is sort of like okay you were drafted that high like you said you want to just keep doing your thing put your head down and it'll be okay but when you get that much attention initially now you can look back initially was that hard because that's a lot of attention and everyone's like hey you know you're, you're, you're drafted really high you
0: gotta be good yeah you know for sure but i always come back to the thing where i probably have much higher expectations than what anybody or anyone would put on myself so i kind of already normally have the bar pretty high and you know for me i just Kind of, you know shoot for the stars like there's you're limitless no matter what you do just put your head down work and for me it's you know just find out how good I can be find out how good I can be as a player or even as a teammate and everything like that so just keep working and you know whether no matter how good you do or you know maybe you don't reach the goals you're supposed to there's there's always going to be people that have comments or things to say but at the end of the day if you can you know reflect on it yourself and you know no, you truly gave it your all and you obtained everything you wanted to. That's that's all that matters. You're the best evaluator of yourself. It's a great perspective.
2: And when did you feel when did you feel like you after you you had the sickness but when did you feel like okay, I'm back, I'm on track. I feel like the guy I was was when did that feel? Because it must have been sort of like a moment. And you're hoping for the best, hoping for the best, and then boom, there it is. Was there that moment? Yeah, for sure. You know, I needed
0: some time after having so much time off and everything, just to get back into the flow of things, get back in the baseball and everything. Probably, probably a little bit towards the end of last year, towards the end of that season. And then for sure hit my stride last year in the fall league. You know, I just kind of mm. got things rolling, really, really felt like I kind of <coughs> hit a point where I was – better than I was before and you know well, that
2: must have been a good feeling yeah, right
0: you know that's what that's what you're always searching for you know I just, I just you know every day I just try to compete against myself and see if I can be better than the player I was the day before and you now at the end of the day that's that's what you're always striving for some days you aren't successful mm-hmm. other days you just
2: keep beating yourself and that's what you want to keep trying is it I you know like I know that like it's one day at a time and everything else but you're sitting here, we're sitting here you're one step from the majors you know you're seeing guys left to the left of you to the right of you get called up i mean it's a cool thing right you know i mean it must a dream it kind of makes you feel like the dream isn't that far away oh for sure you know a majority of these guys have played in the big leagues on
0: this time if, if they haven't they're about to and you know just being able to be alongside some of those guys and then see what they go do in the big leagues or maybe it's guys you even played against you know it's really really cool to see that you know everybody's everybody's at that point in their careers to where you know
2: at any moment you could be the next guy yeah up. you just saw another one today so oh there. yeah for sure that's it. and and i was just talking to your manager when we were doing the anatomy of telling guys they are going to the big leagues the Adley's video man like like so I mean, <laughs> Did every time that he calls anybody into the, the manager's office, do they think is the iPad set up? Is it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I
0: I've never really looked into that, but that's something they
2: normally do. You know,
0: they always got to get a video
2: of it or
1: whatever. Yeah. So
0: there, there, definitely is probably a little bit of a art or a skill to it for sure. Yeah.
2: And the last thing is, we ask this the other only question that uh, we ask is, what is the weirdest thing you sign? Now, the reason I ask this, I was at the All Star Game. The, and a uh, guy in your organization, Jackson Holiday He was the one I said, well, what's the difference? He's like, I, I sign weird stuff And then I asked the next thing And next thing I know I was asking um, um, Jeremy Pena yeah. oh, me. He said, yeah, I signed a welder's helmet You know, I, like, I signed yeah. a toaster I said, a prosthetic limb If you don't have one, that's cool yeah. But if you have uh. a good one I've signed someone's iPhone before, like just the
0: back of their iPhone, no case. And then the most recent one, I signed a sock. That's a good one. I'm hoping it was a new sock. I'm hoping it was. How did you? I mean, the logistics of that. I don't know. The dude was just the dude was at the stadium, and that's all he had. And I was like, I well, that's top five. Good job. All right. Well,
2: thank you for taking the time. uh,